Hello and welcome to Celebrating Simple Life. I'm Kimberly and I've been planning parties and incredible events for the past 15 years. I'm passionate about connecting people, making gatherings purposeful, and making the most out of every moment. Join me as we learn together how to find joy, celebrate the simple things in life, use events to grow your business, entertain with purpose, and have a whole lot of fun along the way. Cheers to Celebrating Simple Life. I could not be more excited to let you know that Shine Summit tickets are now available. Shine Summit takes place October 1st, 2020. So you have lots of time to reflect, think about how this event might be exactly what you have been looking for. This is going to be a day that will change your life. If you are an entrepreneur or a leader in your industry, maybe you're dreaming of making changes in your life, you will not want to miss this opportunity. When you take time to invest in you, your business, it it affects all the areas in your life. It benefits your family, your community, and all the relationships around you. I am literally so passionate about connecting people in ways that help them grow, and this Shine Summit is the perfect opportunity for that. I have experienced firsthand how investing in myself and in my business by attending an event such as this can absolutely change the trajectory of your life because it has happened to me. Here's why this is powerful. Life is hard. Business is hard. And some days it honestly doesn't take much to feel like everything is going in a chaotic direction. And what is the point of putting in all of the work and effort that running a business and being a leader within your organization takes? But I'm here to tell you that Shine Summit will not only inspire you and give you all of the feels, you guys, but this Shine Summit is going to give you hands-on, tangible tools that will help directly take your life and your business to the next level. Being surrounded by like-minded individuals and those who have been in their entrepreneurial and business journeys longer uh, than maybe you have is absolutely essential. Hearing from them, hearing their stories, hearing their mistakes, and how they're willing to share their experiences, vulnerability, and really try to help you avoid those same mistakes. We have experts from all over that are going to be coming to share their expertise and to grow together. You will be blown away by our headliner, Sarah Heron. Isn't that the girl from The Bachelor? Why, yes, it sure is. Sarah is a force to be reckoned with, and she has taken her experience of being on a public television show and putting her story out there in the world and taking her disability that she was born with and turning it into something extraordinary. She has an incredible story, an incredible business sense, and she is such an inspiring woman. And you get to hang out with her and be inspired. This summit has been created to surround you with a community of incredible women who will challenge you help you grow and thrive, and we want to see you there. Imagine the energy, joy, and engaging lessons that you get to be a part of and incorporate those directly into your life and business in ways that are specifically tailored to you. We will be talking about leadership, marketing, social media, overcoming adversity, reinventing your business in new and unique ways. This is not the type of conference where you are just going to hear speeches and leave with a few notes. If you are struggling in finding your niche to sell more, to organize your finances, or maybe you're even afraid to admit the things that you wish you understood in business, then this is the place for you. This is a summit where you will be challenged to be interactive, to dig deeper in order to achieve the goals that you are dreaming of. Shine Summit is being hosted in the most beautiful event space where everyone attending is there for the same purpose, to shine. These tickets are going to sell out fast and as a listener of Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you are the first to know. Check out shinecollective.ca for all the juicy details. Today on Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, I'm sitting down with Amanda Brady, owner of Clear Space Design Co. Amanda and her incredible team are obsessed with designing spaces that combine function with individual style. 
When Amanda was little, she started ripping apart Barbie mansions to better function and reflect her and Ken's lifestyle. Isn't that the best? And today, in real life, their team has designed hundreds of award-winning custom homes for one of Regina's premier custom home builders. Their goal is to create homes that you never want to take a vacation from. Amanda's open and honest philosophy goes deep in our conversation today, and we are chatting about being an entrepreneur, having hard conversations, always listening to your instincts, and everything in between. She is so much fun and offers so many nuggets of wisdom, and I am excited for you to tune in today. Hello, Amanda. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am good. so excited to chat with you today. I'm a, this is my first podcast. <gasps> That makes me very happy. I didn't know that. That's good. I listened to them, but have never done one. Well, so here we cool. go. Cross this off your bucket list that you didn't know you even needed to add it on to. I have a bu- do I have a bucket list? My bucket list is somewhere. <laughs> okay, well, then you can somewhere. add this on just so you yeah, can cross it just off. Just so I can cross it off. <laughs> That's so invigorating, right? <laughs> well, I have so many things to chat with you about. I have loved following you on social media and seeing what you're all up to and have just heard so many rumblings from friends of friends and different people about all of the cool things that you guys are doing over at Clear Space design co and so i would love to hear your story and how you got into the world of entrepreneurship and owning the business and yeah tell me about how you got started um hoofda okay so into entrepreneurship um was mostly from my husband actually i'd been in design for quite a few years before starting my own business um working for another local home builder we moved out of the city, had a couple babies, got married, and then made the decision to come back to Regina um, around 2015. And it was then that um, I'd kind of been approached by a few past clients, other people in the industry going, you know, asking, are you going to do design again? And it was from the encouragement of my husband. And he kind of said, like, just why don't you just do this? yourself he works for himself he comes from an entrepreneurial family and it just kind of that was it that was kind of it was actually a phone call to chelsea from bark designs going okay i have this idea i'm gonna throw this at you can we kind of back and forth can you make me a logo and that was it it was kind of there was no planning there was no making sure every detail is perfect like i usually have to do it was just hit the ground running and go. I love that. I feel like so often there can be so much time spent on making sure everything, especially in the industry that you're in and the industry that I'm in. It's so visual. It's so visual. And the whole point is to like make something perfect to the eye of the beholder. But, but the irony in that is, is that social media is so perfect to a fault. Right. And I mean, everybody talks about this and talks about how it's a show and you have to really see through the smoke and mirrors, but showing up every day and being as authentic as possible. And just like, this is real life. This is what we do. This is how we do it. Yes. My grid has beautiful photos, but it's because I have a best friend who is a photographer and they come and photograph all of our jobs. So my grid is beautiful photos of our work. It's not reposts of other accounts or other designers work. And it's, that's, my real right and so but I'm not afraid to post in stories or even on the grid a photo that I take right and so it's kind of social is interesting that way and I always go back to when you make a decision from your gut and from your heart instead of from your ego brain Mm -hmm. that's the right decision things open up for you. And that's exactly what happened when I started Clear totally. Space. I well, knew it. clearly set yourself up to align yourself with, and I do this as well, because I get these questions too asked to me about, oh, your images look so beautiful and whatever. Okay, this is not a normal Tuesday morning of me sitting having coffee at my home office, let's be <laughs> honest. I share those on my stories also um, and have no problem with anybody seeing it. But no, this picture that's taken was very strategic and I've yeah. aligned myself with people who I love what they are so good at. Yes. I am not a photographer. So, yep. you know, like I agree. I think there is this whole art to having the right people in your corner and that yeah. unto itself yes. is part of growing a business. Yes. Right? And using those right people to 
highlight your natural given abilities yes. and traits and personality instead of trying to falsify or mold yourself into something that you think people want you to be. 100%. Right? I, to- I totally get it. Yeah. So, okay, so you've reached out to Chelsea. She's yeah. getting on the logo <laughs> and getting this started. And then how did it develop from there after she helped you with your brand? What um, was the next step for you? It kind of... I met with Carrie. That's actually what happened. Carrie was starting. Our worlds are all colliding here. Carrie was (laughs) going to start next level, her coaching business, right? And so she reached out to me and said, let's go for coffee. So I had coffee with her and just, and we kind of, we just chatted and chatted and chatted about business and balancing life and all of those things. And that, I look back on it now and that really kind of lit the fire under me if that makes well, and sense Carrie's the kind of gal that you want in your corner right and yes. it's just <laughs> she has a wealth of knowledge and tons of experience and no fear mm-hmm. right so some of the things that I love about myself I also see in Carrie right. and it was kind of those two phone calls and then also just knowing having left the design world for a couple years no, like I knew that I had to get back into it. That's my heart. That's what I needed to be doing. And it was just one of those things where it just literally, it was one foot in front of the other, but it wasn't slowly. It was like one foot in front of the other running a hundred meter dash (laughs) that just has not stopped. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. good for you. That is amazing. So when you initially started like back into the industry yep. then and doing this on your own, was it just yourself? You were just doing this on your own and trying to be a... No, I had... So when I started it, I had um, another girl that I worked with um, as a partner. And then we went our separate ways um, a couple years later. Yeah. And yeah, since then it's kind of been, um, yeah, me and the girls that I work with, right? So I've got a couple employees and then another designer that I collaborate with on a regular basis. And then another designer, there's five of us kind of in total, um, that just came back from mat leave and she's doing contract work. So, um, super strong team that I'm really, really, really Doesn't proud of. Doesn't that make such a huge difference in the yeah. weight that you carry it does. as a business it's a, owner? It's a different weight, yes. right? Because yes. now I'm responsible for the payroll. Yes. <laughs> like, 100%. Right, right, their yes. job security. Yeah. But at the same time, it's a bit of a mind screw in that it's like, okay, I don't need to do that anymore, right? right? I can get out of the meat of Uh the technical side of design and just advise and edit and sketch and get back to the creative side and the concept, right? And you're probably having to reteach yourself how to back off. Yeah, a bit. Absolutely. It is right? hard. It is yeah. hard to be like, oh yeah, these three women in the office are completely capable and in some instances more capable than I am. Yeah. So why am I, why am I doing this? I'll yeah. just, Stop you it. know, Stop it. yeah. So, <laughs> totally. so it's, it was about really setting up that group and the one, um, girl that works for me, Lindsay worked for me at the home building company as oh, well. Interesting. So we have a long yeah. history of working together and she's technically brilliant. She drafts all of our new home blueprints. Like she's just really, really great. So my design skill and her technical skill are married so, so well. Oh, so, I love that. Isn't it funny yeah. how worlds just come back to each other in very yes. different and ornate ways? Yes. I love that. Yep. <laughs> so Obviously, as you're growing a business, whether you are a team of one or a five or a 500, I don't think that, I mean, there's different, like you said, there's different challenges in all of those areas. Mm -hmm. Being on your own can be challenging. Having a few people can be challenging. Having many people can be challenging and and amazing, both at the same time. So what would you say as you've grown from, I guess, being in the industry before as somebody who wasn't self-employed, but working for somebody, Mm -hmm. now seeing the opposite side of the coin where you're on your own and having staff. And like you said, the pressures of making sure that your team is taken care of and that everyone's happy and good and you're putting your best foot forward. Um, What would be some of the challenges that you've experienced along the way? Because I think that's always, um, can be a misconception sometimes in 
I think that being an entrepreneur can sometimes be really glorified in <laughs> in only the good things and oh. never the negatives because the people don't want to see what they don't want to see, right. right? You see a flexible yeah. schedule, you work for yourself, you never have to worry about yeah. all of the whole thing, right? I, I it's, all not, it's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> We totally. were just talking about this this morning in the office about the like, uh, the whole here's me on Instagram posing with a self-help book on my deck on Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock, hashtag girl boss, hashtag <laughs> grateful AF. And then it's like, there's that level. And then it's like, from that, this, this, this fires me up because it's like, don't paint that picture. That is not like... Oh, there's so much work and so yeah. much grind that goes into starting a business, right? So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's one of those things that I always giggle at. And I'm like, don't, don't try and sell that as the, like, that's not real life. Totally. Yeah, totally. But the challenges, I mean, at my previous job, I had a ton of freedom. I had a lot, a lot of responsibility as well, but from our owner, a lot of freedom. We had a staff of about 20 that I managed and they were all fantastic and it was great. But at the end of the day, I could go home and shut it off. Right. So that maybe has been the biggest challenge that I've had to work through just being so, oh, I'm an all or nothing personality, Mm -hmm. right? I'm really stubborn. I'm really driven, but I also have four kids and a husband at home. So being able to shut that off has been difficult, right? And especially in the beginning, still not fully stepping into the like confidence of Mm -hmm. like knowing who you are and knowing with confidence who your clients are and who they aren't, right? So you're trying to cater to everybody and you're trying to work after supper while the kids are in bed and that's kind of taking away from your relationship with your husband. Uh And that honestly was the biggest challenge for me. It wasn't challenges come and go in the workplace but I've said this before we're not doing brain surgery yeah we're just designing houses yeah first world problems totally. right so totally yeah yeah that's exactly how I feel in my industry too like I would say there could be similarities in events to designing where that is a luxury item most of the time so those are the first things to get slashed from the budget when when companies or businesses or individuals are needing to cut corners or downsize on certain things our services are axed Right. right so that can add to a level i think of pressure but also a sense of freedom a little bit where you're right like i'm not cutting a human's brain open so i'm not taking that home with me at night but yeah i I do think and i have a home office so that is another piece as well where i totally hear what you're saying in this trying to find the balance and like you see your computer sitting over there on your desk and your kids <laughs> yeah. are daddling to like get themselves to bed or I'm whatever I'm just going to go send a quick email yes. and then and three like, hours wait, later. Wait a minute, it's midnight. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. And that I think is a constant work in progress. But I think hearing other people talk about it and hearing that, not that it justifies your struggle, but like to be able to talk about it and say, okay, what are some strategies that yeah. you've been able to do that actually help you turn this off. I think we were just chatting about this right before yeah. we got onto the, to the yeah, podcast. We were right. talking about how turning the alerts off on your yeah. phone and you were saying you put yours in a do not disturb mode often when yeah, you're in just like Yeah, just time blocking. Time blocking, right? And really focusing, but also prioritizing what's important to you. That's mm-hmm. been huge for me, right? So it's like I constantly am looking back and I have them on my wall at home, what my top three priorities are. And those three things get done every day before I start work. And those top three priorities are personal, right? So my top three personal priorities and the time gets devoted to that first every single day before everything else. And now if somebody were to look at that, and I know in the beginning for me, it kind of brought about this fear of like, well, I can't take that much time to do those Mm -hmm. self-care things because I need that time to work. Right. But what it did was it made me super efficient in my work time. And then I get way more done in less amount of time. Right. So I get that prioritizing was huge, like very, very, very huge. And then understanding that not every client is your client. Mm -hmm. So stop chasing them. And the work doesn't stop coming. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's like we, I feel like after a 
three or four years, we've, we're in this really great place of like, we're not stressed about what's coming down the pipe. Right. Right. I'm more stressed about needing more people to work, but we'll, that's fine. That's a whole nother ball of stress. That's a whole, yes. Totally. Yeah. But a different kind of stress than where's the bottom line. Yeah. Right. And so it's just, and I also feel like as women, there is this added pressure because more and more women are in the workplace, right? And entrepreneurs and even just, you know, working and with children. And there is this kind of social pressure almost to, if you're a working mom, to still parent like you're a stay-at-home mom and vice versa. If you're a stay-at-home mom, it's not enough to just be a stay-at-home mom. You better be doing something. Totally. Right? And so, which goes back to social media, mm-hmm. right? All of the pressure on us as women to kind of do all of the things and be all of the things. And yeah. hundred percent. And it can so mess. I was thinking that about that to myself too, even just coming from when I come from Saskatoon to Regina or go on a business trip or do any type of thing. I, for some reason still, even years and years, my kids are are a little bit, not that little, they're yeah. more than self-sufficient and they come and go from school by themselves. Like it, it's, I am needed, but yeah. not needed like I was yeah. five years ago needed. And I still have this sense of always asking my husband, like, are you sure it's okay that I'm gone for the right. overnight? Why? He's like, why are you even asking me that? I'm like, I don't even Mom know. Mom guilt what? is real. I know, it's real. Where I'm like, I don't even feel like that would be something that's like a real struggle for me. But yeah. yet still, it goes through my mind because you're just, I don't know. It's just an innate nature as a woman to like want to take care of the people yeah. around you. And you feel, I'll, I'll say we, I still feel guilty sometimes putting my work ahead of other things. Even though for most of the time family comes first, but on the occasions when work does need to come above and beyond something that's happening in the family and you can't participate in one thing, you still get this idea of like, oh, should I be doing that? You know, where I think that it's so nice to talk to other women to be able just to like release that and just say, hey, you know what? I missed like 50 things in the last year that I wanted to go to. But your kids will see too, though, how hard you're working. Yeah. But then they will also appreciate, like my oldest is 12 and my second is 10. And they have commented and they know, they're like, mom, like, yeah, it's really cool that you can come to the Mother's Day tea at 2.30 in the afternoon because you work for yourself. Right? Totally. But so they see those things and, and it's kind of that norm of eight to four, or eight to five just doesn't exist. Well, they, it's like they don't even, won't even know it any differently because that's all no. they've ever known. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And we pick them up from school every day. Like it's kind of, and I feel like I just have to fit in my tasks for the day in different places. Right. Totally. Well, yeah. and when you get to the point when, when my, I feel like parenting the opposite side of parenting guilt parenting wins yeah when they come home from school and they now almost every single day say to me what were you up to today mom yeah, did right. you have any podcast guests that you recorded with what projects are you working on where i'm like right. okay this is what i'm talking about yeah. like we can just converse about this and it isn't just about me recognizing your yes, day, but you right? are able to be mature enough to understand that I also had a day. Right. I wasn't just exactly. sitting here drinking coffee. <laughs> Maybe I was though. You don't right. know. <laughs> right. It's like those little interviews that your kids do at school, right? Yeah. For Mother's Day when <laughs> right. they're in kindergarten. What does my mom do? She drinks wine. And she really likes alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are I, cute. I hear you. Well, I oh, love that. Gosh. And I think that it's so I think that it's so nice to just be able to be real and relatable to that because yeah. whether you have children, don't have children, it makes it doesn't make any difference. The the struggle is real as yeah. an entrepreneur in the victories and in the, right. the losses. But we tend to always look at it as, um, we were talking about this also in the office the other day about how much it feels like the outside opinion, and I'm going to use my mom as, as an example yeah. because she is pretty vocal about reminding me that I work too hard. You Mm. work too much. You work too much. You work too much. Right. And so we were talking about it in the office because I said to the girls, I said, like, if I were to look at the amount of hours I work in the week, right, it's 
less than what you think it is because I will go on a Tuesday at 10. That's my hair appointment. I don't right. schedule my hair appointments in the <laughs> totally. evening, right? Like I, so it's different. I'm not, mm. I don't know when you really look at it and you really go, but from the outside world, you look at people that are, you know, running their own businesses and you're like, Oh, that must be exhausting. And it really isn't like, I find it's a lot less exhausting because I can create my own schedule. Yes. You're not coming home from work at six o'clock being like, Oh my goodness, I haven't even like, I find that too. I, yeah. I'm able to start dinner sometimes if I have my wits about me yeah. earlier because yeah. I'm there and it just happens versus coming home at six. And I remember this from many years ago when I first yeah. started in the industry where it was harder to have a bit of more of a flexible schedule come home at six or you've just picked your kids up from daycare you're like oh my word now I have to make right. oh wait and I have no so it is so like it's one store. of those things where the grass really isn't greener on the other side it's just different it's just different yeah 100% I couldn't agree more totally because yeah. I've never I've never worked harder in my life yeah than owning my own <laughs> business don't get me yeah. wrong like I've never worked harder but it is for my temperament a easier schedule yeah. because of exactly what you said, fitting yeah. in the other things easier, not going to the grocery store at 10 p.m. because that's the only <laughs> right? minute that yes. you have in a day to yes. fit that oh, in, right? Gosh. Oh, I totally hear you. So you were you referenced before um, about how when you realize that the business kept coming in and mm. clients just kept coming, and I think that that's gonna be a concept that some people are gonna be like, but how? How do the clients just keep coming in? How does that work? So I wanna touch on that, but I also wanna yep. touch on how have you figured out for yourself, and there is not a one size fits all on this, yep. so I don't want my listeners to think, okay, now this is the template right. I have to use, yep. but for yourself and your business and your team, how have you felt the, the gut instinct to know whether a client is the right client and oh, the this. right fit or maybe you're at the beginning of a project and realizing no 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 put on the brakes or maybe you're halfway through a project thinking ah now what oh yeah and i'm sure you've had a few doozies <laughs> of stories yeah prior to yeah. realizing lessons learned you can't learn until you have uh -huh. a few doozies uh-huh so tell me about that okay <laughs> well so we get on average anywhere between 10 and 15 requests for consults in a week, right? Um, we have an online scheduler where people can go on and book. We don't have that many spaces available, but if there's no spaces available, then they will, you know, send an email, which is great, right? Um, I'm pretty good at, by the tone of an email, just going like, okay, they're our client, they're not our client, mm -hmm. right? And sometimes just what they're looking to get done doesn't line up, right? right. Like it might just logically not yes. be the right fit. But yeah. where that really became easy was honestly radical, radical, radical self-awareness and losing the fear of upsetting somebody mm -hmm. by saying no, right? Mm -hmm. So you just have to really understand that if your plate, um, and I'm talking more from an energetic standpoint, okay? If your plate is full of relationships with clients that are draining you and you're constantly on this hamster wheel of catering to them and now they're owning your processes and it's not it's not fun mm -hmm. anymore, mm -hmm. you're going to just attract more of that and more of that and more of that. And there's no room for your true aligned clients to come through because you're not making space, yeah. right? So the minute you start saying no and no and no and get real good at saying no and learning that no is a complete sentence. You do not need to justify why you are not taking a client on. So if a client emails us and says, here's my project, I would like to work with you. There's nothing wrong with writing back saying, actually, we're sorry, we're not going to take on your project at this time. Thank you for reaching out. You don't need to say we're really busy with other clients because you might not be like there's and there's no reason. No is a complete sentence. Yeah. Oh, right? that that is I feel like we could just say that over and over and over again. And that yeah. would be all that we would need to take away from this. Right? That is great advice. It's and it's become and I mean, yes, we have had clients that we have had to break up with partway through. We have had like it just and I mean. If it's not going great for you, it's probably not going great for them either or, but there are people that 
but that comes back from the self-awareness piece again then, right? Like you might be self-aware and recognizing it, but somebody on the other end might not be. Might not be. And I mean, we have had those clients where in the beginning they're one thing and then halfway through something shifts and then everything is, I'm not even going to get into it, but it just, and I've walked away from those without even blinking an eye and showing my team that like people don't treat you like that. This is not like I have no... I have no bones about saying we are, we're done. Like, and that it really is just standing in your truth of who you are. Well, it is. And that takes a lot of courage. And I think what I'm hearing you saying too, is that when you know, as a business, as an individual, I guess, first individual, then as a business, what services you clearly do and don't offer as a service-based business, I get that because it's easy for those lines to get muddied sometimes when there is wiggle room of what your services could all entail mm-hmm. until you feel like you're suddenly this like go-to for every single thing when that really isn't yeah. where your expertise or passion or all of those things lie. I yeah. hear what you're saying. But then also just trusting your intuition before you have to be hit with a hammer. Yeah. Like those little teeny, teeny, tiny loop things yeah. that come up. I'm like yes. making motions as if you and can the see other, what I'm saying, like, but... So you might, this might be useful too for people that are, that don't um, work for themselves, but if they have a partner or if they have yeah. staff, we started doing all of our consults with two people. Mm. So if one of us had a no bueno, mm-hmm. it, it was like, there was like a hand signal or like a, what, and we knew no instantly, yeah, it <laughs> was like, nope, not for us. Right. And, yeah. and we made that a hard and fast rule. If one person was uneasy, we didn't do it. Which shows right? the trust in your team too. Right. And you're right. right. Like this, this goes for people that are leaders in their industry. If you have a team at work, you don't, you're, you don't yeah. have to own your own business. We're for these just to be... so inherently afraid of pissing people mm-hmm. off and then having them talk about us or having them post a negative review or having, but guess what? you're going to be successful and people are going to talk about you anyways. That's right. So let them talk because what they say doesn't matter. Totally. Right? So yeah, it's just, that's been an interesting kind of lesson to learn for sure. And that sort of comes back to building the relationships with the people that are your people on your team, in your industry, in your network, in your friends, your family, however that is. And they are, you are being so authentic and they know who the real you is that when something comes to light that, might not look as great upon you or yep. something, they're able to just talk about it with yes. you, yep. not buy into whatever the hullabaloo is that's going on around, right? Yep. And that's just the way that it yeah, works. Yeah, it's communication always, always, yeah. always. And when you do get a slate of clients that are aligned with you, like I spent, normally I try to not do a whole bunch of meetings with clients in a day just because engaging with people all day long can be tiresome right and but yesterday I was actually out of town and I had client after client after client after client and every single one of those clients are amazing and I came home and it was a long day and I drove home at the end of the day and I was so pumped Mm. because the day was so good you just get so like energizing yes and it's this is why I do what I do right like those like fist pump to yourself in the car like (laughs) yes this is it. Instead of like, why am I doing this? That person Totally. Sucked, we better whatever. shut the doors tomorrow because yeah, this is not working. Right? Totally. So it's just once you shift that and then it's the same concept as when your plate's full of negative negativity, you're going to attract that. When your plate is full of amazing clients, right? Now your energy is elevated. So you're just going to keep attracting those, Yes. And right? those people are going to refer most likely similar style right. people because exactly. those are who they associate exactly. with too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. As you know, gathering and connecting people together is one of my favorite things. For years, as I've planned events or entertained friends and family in my home, I'm always on the lookout for ways to make it simple and beautiful, but also unique and memorable. Every time you spend time connecting and making it an experience, incredible things can happen. A custom grazing board is a great way to save you stress when entertaining and have delicious, beautifully presented food delivered right to your door. I want you to be present and enjoy your gathering as much as your guests. Another fun idea that I've just started to offer is you can book one of my gather and graze soirees in your home or office to connect with friends, host a girls night, or a team building event with your colleagues. For only $49 a person, 
all of the sweet and savory charcuterie will be delivered right to you, and each guest will get to design and create their very own grazing box to eat together or take home to enjoy later. This is such a fun and unique way to hang out, eat, drink, and try something new. And just for listening to Celebrating Simple Life, the podcast, you can get $25 off your first Gather and Graze soiree with the code GRAZING25. That's an incredible savings and a great reason to book your date today. Go to CelebratingSimpleLife.com, click Grazing, and add the Gather and Graze soiree to your cart and use the code GRAZING25 because today is a great day to celebrate. So I always try to bring the, the, I feel like there's so many ways to loop in how, because I'm in the event planning industry yep. and there is events happening in every single yeah. corner of the earth in so many ways, ways that I don't think people even realize would be called an event. Yep. That's always what I try to bring back to the table. There are Connecting with, as soon as there's two or more people in my mind, it's a gathering. Yeah. It's a it's a connection of some type and that makes me happy for those types of things to happen. Whether it be having a cool podcast conversation yeah. with you or having a gathering of 500 people who are coming for a cause, whatever the case may be. And I feel like there are so many ways for events to help grow community mm-hmm to bring people together, to help grow your business without really even trying to grow your business. It just naturally happens because you're associating with people that would be there for a similar cause. Have you um, been a part of or come across things in in your industry or in the community that have, without really meaning to, been a benefit to your business, but you're going in at it because you want to be a part of an event or or mm, some capacity? Gotcha. Yep. Um... Yes, in short, um, a couple kind of jump out right away. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Demeray from Understand Us. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So his initiative is something that I've always championed and kind of been a huge supporter of. Um, and Alaire Holmes, who is a contractor that we do design work for, kind of spearheaded an initiative with Jim last year called Challenge the Industry. And it was about dealing with mental health challenges Mm. inside the construction industry. So they approached me a few months ago to share my story via a video with Jim. And so I happily did that. And it really wasn't about me at all. Um, And I wasn't expecting the response that I got from Mm. people reaching out. And that was, that was unexpected. And that was, um, wonderful Mm -hmm. like it was just very heartwarming and then the other one um is bill buff yes and and that i've heard a lot about and was hoping you would touch on that (laughs) yes and so most people don't realize that bill bluff started by accident um it wasn't a group of people that came together and said hey let's start something and do this. It was actually the family um, two years ago, uh, Jared and Liana and their daughter, and they had reached out to Telemiracle to get funding to renovate a bathroom. Their Mm. daughter was eight at the time, and she um, is in a walker, and she is getting bigger and growing and they, their house was a, you know, their hallways are tiny. They couldn't, she couldn't get into the bathroom by herself. Like their whole house was like this. And so they were, they had reached out to Brandon from NCC group to give a quote. And then also Derek from collaborative to give a quote. And then these two came together and said, we can do something here. And so they called a couple of the trades and said, would you be able to provide materials to renovate this bathroom? And then it snowballed. And we ended up, they ended up coming together with a few other of us entrepreneurs in the industry, formed a team, and then we ended up renovating their entire house. Oh my The entire thing. They had no idea. They thought they were getting a bathroom. Um, Were they just moving out for the time period? They moved out. Yeah. Yeah. They moved out. They weren't really active on social anyways, so they didn't follow along. And (laughs) through the donations of time from volunteers and the the suppliers and trades, like, like everything was donated. Flooring, cabinets, countertop, paint, like we redid their house, the entire thing and the yard. They even put solar on the roof. Like it was just. Oh my word. And so that whole experience then snowballed even further into last year's home. And we did um, 
the host for the Gorskis last yes, year, right? Yes, and this right? is when I started following along yes. and seeing what was happening yes. on social with and this. And so that became, uh, like, it was the same process in a sense, but it was also a completely different project, right? And But the same ending in that everybody came together and provided them with a completely brand new home that lets Bonnie have freedom of mobility mm-hmm. to kind of get around, right? So... And then this year now applications are open right now. Um, so we're gearing up to start the third project, but that whole initiative started with one family reaching out to tell a miracle, not even any of our organizations. right. Right. And from that, this beautiful network was born of all of these trades and suppliers and just volunteers. And now people that have become friends, like it's a really, really cool, um, thing. That is yeah. so amazing. Yeah. I, that is such a perfect example of mm-hmm. of community, first yeah. of all. But yeah, how yeah. great things can happen. And you're all going in it with the purest of intentions. Right. And, and not- I mean, it's it's that project, it's a lot of work. It's hours and hours and hours and hours of work. And don't get me wrong. There have been times around that table that we have said like, whew, Like, can we do this again? Why are we doing this? And Mm -hmm. especially when you deal with people in your own industry and people out there on social talking negatively about what you're doing, right? When it's supposed to be such a beautiful, good thing. Yes, and people have this misconception that we get paid. Right. We do not make one dime off of that. The very opposite. (laughs) And we are meeting Mm -hmm. all year long planning and like all year long we yeah, meet you don't and pop. it's not like the tv shows where it looks like it takes one hour no. and you're watching the and the actual makeover. build itself yeah. right is three months long but leading up to the build that becomes on us as designers totally. to get all of those drawings and permit documents and materials and it like it's six to seven months of hours and hours and hours at a time of work. And then in the off season, we're still meeting and planning. Totally. Right? And, and that, still running your own business. And still running our own businesses. Spending yeah. Time with your family. So we've had a yeah. few comments from people that are like, well, how much do you guys get paid? Right. We do not. Like that is something that, and everybody around that table shows up every week, week in and week out to make this happen. Right. And yeah, it's just an interesting thing when you have, you know, you're tired and you're exhausted and you're all stretched thin mm-hmm. because you're doing this now in your free time, right? Totally. And then you're around that table and then the perspective comes back in and then you're good again, right? So it's well, just... Well, it is. And seeing... It is. Seeing the community. And I have experienced this firsthand. My daughter, Cassidy, has cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. and she has Cassidy's lemonade stand. And okay. we have had the most wild and I don't believe in accidents, but by accident, we're not trying to start a lemonade stand seven years ago. And that is what happened. You know, this, a similar concept where community just jumps in without asking and without wanting anything in return. It's amazing what people will do. Right. And Mm -hmm. many hands make light work. And when you look at the entirety of that renovation, you know, the one we did this year was a half a million dollars. Totally. Right. And it was all, it wasn't one person that came in and donated a half a million dollars. We got to that big number by a bunch of smaller numbers. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing what you can do when you have a community of people. And Brandon, as our leader, I've never seen anybody in my life so strong in their vision and so strong in their belief. Mm. And he just does not take no for an answer. And so when he said to us, we're going to do, when he said to us that first meeting, we're not renovating their bathroom, we're renovating their entire house for free. We all looked at him and went, you're crazy. Like we can't, we can't do that. And we did it. And then we did it again. Yeah. And it's just. And you're going to do it again. Yes. And then we had a national TV show come for the reveal and film it and flew us out there to talk about it on their show. And it just became this thing that was so much bigger than what we ever intended it to be. But it's so cool. That is yeah. amazing. I love that. I could, we could do a whole other episode just talking about that, <laughs> and maybe we will. Um, but yeah, I love that. And I just feel like the, the feeling, being on the recipient end of mm. that level of goodness of people coming together yeah. is, I am not uh, left without words very often, right. <laughs> as anyone right. that knows me can attest to. Yep. 
But those are like the most speechless, powerful moments I've ever experienced in my life in feeling individuals and businesses whom have been in your circle in different ways for years in different places. And it's not until you're in a state of catastrophe and world feeling like it's going to end type of scenario where you can really understand the way those lightning bolt moments can like just mm-hmm. fire you up and change lives in the most extreme way. Right. So I think that is so cool. I have loved following along Good. what the love has been doing. Um, so yeah, I think there's so many cool, cool ways that um, events and, and things can grow to grow your business and grow yourself in personal ways mm-hmm. and um, business development in ways that you aren't intending necessarily that to be the reason, but naturally those things just come out of each experience you put yourself into. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's really amazing. Um, so one of the one of the things that I wanted to know is we talked earlier a little bit about some of the more challenging pieces of yep. um, the the industry. But what would you say? And you've alluded to this a bit, just with even this build love piece. Um, what would you say has been some of the most rewarding projects or things that you've worked on or experiences that have happened in owning your own business? where we'll talk about the good things too because there's amazing things with entrepreneurship not yep. just negative it's such a roller coaster minute by minute every day is how I look at it but yep. <laughs> it is entrepreneurship is a roller coaster for sure um yeah i think i think the biggest thing with it is every time you think that you're kind of you're at the top of that roller coaster and then for a minute you forget that at some point it's going to come back down <laughs> crashing hard right? and fast <laughs> right no i mean i've been very fortunate for the most part in that things yes there's been challenges and yes there's been um changes and fluidity um but for the most part things have been really good but very recently um I'll just maybe back up a couple steps. So um, when my first partner went on mat leave and decided that she didn't really want to be in the business anymore, I joined forces with another designer, okay? And her and I are amazing friends. We share office space together. Um, We work really well together. But towards the end of the year, um, I became, throughout the course of 2019, I became increasingly dim, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I felt like my true self was being kind of buried in a way and I needed to figure out what needed to change and what, you know, what needed Mm -hmm. to happen. And so I sat with that and I sat with that and I meditated on it and I journaled and I finally came to the conclusion that Christy and I needed to part ways, Mm -hmm. not as friends, not as pulling our lives apart, but just on a work level. Mm. Um, Christy is amazing at what she does. I am amazing at what I do, but we needed to do those separately in order to be the best versions of ourselves. So I had to have that conversation with her. I initiated that and it was unexpected on Mm. her part. So that sucked. That was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Um, because I was so close with her and I am so close with her. Our kids are friends, our families hang out. Right. And so that was really hard. And I knew that there was impact beyond just pulling our work lives apart because we shared space together Mm -hmm. too. And I was leaving the space. So it kind of, now we've, it's been a few weeks since that has happened and we both now are in a really great place about it. And, um, But the challenge, and I shouldn't even call it a challenge, the initial challenge was coming to that realization and then taking action. Right. Instead of taking the easy road and staying down that path and just seeing what happened, right, and how sick I would have got or how, what my breaking point would have been. But it was knowing that inner knowing and going, okay, in my brain, my ego brain, this doesn't make sense. But my body is telling me I have to do this. And the minute I did it, it was like this giant weight just left. And yes, I was sad. And yes, it was really, really, really shitty to see how much it was hurting her in the moment. But now we both are, I was just with her at the office this morning and our relationship is better than ever. Mm. But what's interesting is the chatter 
outside, right? Yeah. Of everyone's what's going on over there. Yeah. What like, right? So it's interesting to me that people will always use an opportunity that they see as a setback or a situation that someone's going through to take the focus off their own shit and we all do it I do it right and so I just kind of looked at it this morning and she was like well this is what so and so and I just said I don't even care yeah like they're gonna talk about us either way they talked about us when we were working together so they're gonna like totally just yeah so don't you find that every time an experience like not that you have those experiences every day but when something like that comes up where you have this like initial ugh, like mm-hmm. I, I don't wish for this to be the case, but this is in reality what's actually happening and I need to just figure yeah. this out and get to the other side of this and I want what's best for everybody involved, but you have to ultimately take care of yourself, yeah. right? You can't know what's best for anybody else. Yeah, It's interesting how that, I would say 99.99999% of the time comes back if it is done in a way that is good and not meaning to yeah. harm somebody else. Yeah. In whatever way that it comes back and strengthens your, your own instincts. And I knew wholeheartedly it was in alignment for me and that it was also in alignment for her. And I said that to her, I said, we're going to look back in a year at the time and, and say, this was the best thing that we could have done. And I mean, we're already saying that. So it's kind of one of those things where my, and I've done this almost my entire career life, including entrepreneurship, is every time I've made a decision from my ego brain, it's been hard. Mm. Yes, there's been good results and there's been all of those things that people define success with, yeah. but it's been hard. And for me, success is coupled with ease and flow. Uh. It's not hard. It's not about a grind where you're wearing yourself out and you're living on coffee and you're, that's not it, right? For me, success is amazing clients money that's just flowing in all the time you're not stressed about it but everything's in flow it's you don't have to push it yeah and that's where I felt things were getting it was getting to the point where every day was a grind and I just had to get off that I had to get off that well and that's such a self-aware thing to do I think that it's so easy a lot of people do would just push forward instead of taking time to make that hard decision in the moment. Right. Add, yep. You would add up how l- much hardness it would take to just stay yeah. in the, oh, I don't And we glorify that, yes. though. We glorify that, right? Yeah. And you you post it whenever you're in those moments and you post on Instagram because that's the first thing you do. You're not working hard and you didn't work out if you didn't post it on Instagram, right? Because then totally. people aren't, like, you need that external validation, yeah. right? And so to be able to not need that and stand in your truth and say, this is what I need to do for me. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's so great. I feel like the more, honestly, those conversations can be spoken of and hearing yeah. what other people are going through and how they handle the situation that somebody listening yeah. who's having that feeling right now of, ugh, I know what I need to do, but I just don't want to do it, can use that as an example of yes. how... It will always work itself out when it was the right decision in the first place, yeah. right? Like it's never going to go to a worser place if you're coming into it in the feeling of wanting to find resolve and feeling right. good about it. Yeah. yeah. Always. Oh, I love that. So I always like to finish the conversation with a few real life. We, we've already dug into real life. We've been open. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> But I always like people to know the real, just like what we were talking about, the real person. This okay, is not gotcha. just whom you're seeing yeah, yeah. or wherever, but like what's going on in your life. So This is good because all right? my friends are like, you're such a closed book. Okay, well, friends, we are just opening up the layers here today. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, so what is one thing that you do? I know you mentioned that you have kids and life's full and, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. What is one thing that you do in the morning and maybe it's not an everyday thing or something that kind of sets your tone for the day to give you the energy and the passion mm-hmm. to kick your day off? Um, I am a morning person. Oh, good So girl. I have been almost my entire life. So I'm up at five most days. And part of those priorities that I was talking about earlier um, was self-care. So my routine is pretty similar every single day. I get up, I oil pull. Um, which is like sesame oil or coconut oil. It's good for your mouth. So I do that. I make my green juice. I make the kids breakfast. And I also do something called morning pages, which is 
not really thought out journaling, but it's a brain dump of all the things that your subconscious was kind of going through overnight. So I dump that out. Um, and yeah, I either do yoga or I will do a different workout or I'll go for a walk. So always some sort of movement. Um, always prep my green juice, always morning pages. Those are my like, good for you. Right. And if I don't have that solitude in the morning, because none of the rest of my family is early morning people, which thank goodness, it's kind of, that's kind of my time. Right. And so if I don't have that, I'm much more frazzled and short tempered Mm. and like just, you've already been able to set the tone prior to them waking up and you're like, and I'm way more productive. Yes. Good for you. Mm -hmm. I love that. So you talked about your green juice. Are you a coffee drinker? No. 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 I every I used to be. Like I used to enjoy it. Um, but I haven't in a while. It doesn't serve me. It doesn't so serve you. I love tea. Yeah. Coffee makes me feel um anxious. Like I don't deal with caffeine well, what is what I've right. come to use. Come to learn. And it's made me it made me a shitty sleeper. And I just huh. yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, but I love tea. So good <laughs> tea. girl. Good girl. <laughs> Well, coffee, I definitely love, but I feel like I don't do it as a, I need my coffee to function. It's almost the habit of how I make it. And how it smells. It's so good. Yes. We have the everyday kitchen downstairs in our building, right? Totally. Like, how can you not love And when they got their fancy espresso machine, um, I'm like, okay, I need to try one of these, right? So... And probably about once a week, I would go down and get an oat milk cappuccino. And it was just just a little one. And they're so good. But their oat milk London fogs are the best, best, best thing you've ever tasted. There's a plug every day <laughs> kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> they're so damn good. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, well, that might have to be on my repertoire. In yeah, my there's, yeah, you should. Yeah, it's um, delicious. So what, as you're out and about for your day, yep. what is one thing that you always have in your purse that you need to have in your purse? Uh, a couple some, of things. I've heard some crazy answers. A couple answers. of things. Mm. Uh, my laser tape measure. Oh, good. <laughs> of course you're a designer. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. laser tape measure is always in my purse. Um, my thieves roll on. Like, oh, good. <laughs> like, I love thieves. <laughs> because you just never you just know. You just never know. You just never know. And about 18 crystals are in my okay. purse at all times. Hey, those are good yeah. answers. Mm-hmm. Very unique. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned a few things that you have this awesome morning routine. I am definitely going to capture a few of your ideas. I love what you suggested. Um, what is something not in your morning routine, but just something in your either your days or weeks or however you can fit it in that you would do as self-care to protect mm, your mental health? Love this question. Okay. So... If you can understand the concept that absolutely everything that's going on around you with in your relationships with people, but even in the larger collective is a reflection of your own internal state. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's radical self responsibility. So there's a prayer that one of my mentors, um, teaches and has taught us to implement and it's the Ho'oponopono prayer and it originates um, out of Hawaii but in short it's I'm sorry please forgive me thank you I love you Mm. and so whenever something a situation comes up that I'm a little bit uncomfortable or I'm triggered by something or even just something as simple as why is that client not paying their invoice? I will hone in on that situation and I will repeat that prayer over and over and over until I feel the energy shift. It is so powerful and it has, it has eliminated so much anxiety and so much like, and now I do, I do it on the drive home every day. And what that does as well is it kind of, I leave everything, right? Yeah. So when I walk in the door, it's almost it's, partially like the head. I'm not weighed down. Of, yeah. Yes. And there is a long form of that prayer um, that's really quite beautiful that I do in my morning routine. Yeah. Um, but the short, I'm walking around all day, some days. Right. Like, is just this lady like muttering under her breath? Yes, yeah. she is. Yeah. <laughs> but it is so, so powerful. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would love to link that. I'm going to link yeah. that in the show, in the show notes if you're okay. You. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, so. Your final thoughts today, if there was one, you've given like way too many 
like amazing tidbits that are gonna be shared over and over I'm sure um, but what would be one piece of advice that you would leave listeners today if they only take one thing out of our conversation uh, that you feel helps you I know you just gave this amazing prayer so that could be mm-hmm. that could be your your piece of advice too because I love that but um if it is not a hell yes it's a hell no oh there that... she nails it right away <laughs> at the end <laughs> I love that. Right? If it, when you get presented with something, if it doesn't, like, if your body doesn't respond with excitement and, like, yes, it's a no. We are all too busy and life is too fast to make time for mediocre shit. Well, I saw a quote the other day, and I think I might have even shared it on my Instagram. I can't remember where um, it was, don't be afraid to say no to the good to go for the great. Yes. Like, it's not that there's anything wrong with good things, but... If you are wanting to attract great things, you have to press pause on some of the even really good things. That's exactly it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. This has been enlightening. (laughs) Thank you. And you you have energized my day. This is fun. (laughs) Uh, This is great. So I will link um, Clear Space Design Co. in the show notes so you can see more about all of the cool design. Follow them on Instagram because they have such beautiful designs that they're working on and and she keeps it real too. follow because her stories are really really fun i love following you so thank you for being here today thank you so much this show would not be possible without you my incredible listeners it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to celebrating simple life on apple podcasts or download and listen on spotify google podcasts or wherever you choose to listen If you really want to make my day, leave a review. These reviews, ratings, and sharing screenshots of podcast episodes that were engaging for you on your Instagram stories and tagging friends that you think should hear the episode too really helps the podcast grow. It makes me so happy that I often select reviews to read on the show. And if yours is chosen, you will receive a special gift from me. Thank you for being a part of my mission to connect stories of business and life. Cheers to celebrating simple life.